I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. COVID is going to cost India big time on its growth numbers. We were doing about 5% in FY20. For the current financial year, we're looking at a degrowth of 5%. Cumulatively, this means a downturn of 10 percentage points. What will it take for India to claw its way back? How do we get back to not just the 5% growth, but the earlier 8 9%? This is a special series of Money with Monica in which I'm decoding policy and events as they happen around the corona crisis. And your questions are always welcome. When an economy slows down, everybody suffers. In our avatars as employees, employers, entrepreneurs, savers and investors, we stand to suffer when the economy does badly. There are less increments, there are less job opportunities, Businessmen find it difficult to get back on their feet. Savers and investors have lower expectations about the future. What will it take for the Indian economy to get back on track? According to me, we need to do in our manufacturing what we have achieved in our services. Now, there is a point of view which says that India has missed the manufacturing bus, that it is too late and we can never recover from the problems that we have had earlier. I don't think that's really correct. I think there are plenty of buses still lined up. And if we do a few things right, we can onboard that again and look not just at Atmanirbhar Bharat, but also export-led Bharat. So what did we do really right in our services sector? Now look around you. We have the world's state-of-the-art payment system. It is the best in the world. The the United Payments Interface, the UPI, is the backbone which connects up all the banks and our payments go through real time at very little cost, seamlessly. You try and look at the payment systems of other developed countries, take Europe for example. You're struck by the clunkiness of their payment systems and their banking. Now look at something else like telecom. Especially after Jio entered the market, India has seen a transformative change in the way that uh, broadband is installed, used and paid for. It's a low-cost data which India has access to. And this has caused us to be the highest consumer per smartphone in the world. In a large city, a request for a broadband connection is completed within one or two days. You have to experience the clunkiness and the delays of, say, a European country to understand that that this process can take anything between a month to two months. Other state services, look at passport saver. Again, three days and the passport is home. 
it takes up to six months to get an interview date in a country like Italy. The examples can go on and on and on. But again, let's just look at e-commerce. What have we achieved? 11 o'clock at night, you type in your order by next morning, 11, it is at home. And I'm talking of the big cities, the smaller cities may have more delays, but if you're comparing like to like, the services in India have taken it to another level. We can look at other services like driver's license, birth and death certificates, uh, the Jandhan accounts, what they have done. So we've, we've had huge gains in the services sector, but the minute we look at manufacturing, it's almost as if we are in another country. We have Indian businesses who are not willing to invest in manufacturing. A lot of the plants go abroad. Worse, even the foreign investors are choosing our neighbors to take their factories and money to. What could be the reason for this? I think it's really got to do with the old playbook, the colonial mindset, which is deeply embedded into the DNA of our rules and regulation. Take a small example. What is the highest administrative designation at the grassroots levels in India? He or she is called the district collector. Is a collector, a collector of taxes for British India. We've not changed this designation. It's a small example to show the extent of the colonial DNA in just one part of the country. Look at the police. Again, it's a colonial mindset. The canings, the beatings, the brutality. It really has to do with the colonial police force keeping the natives in place. When you open up a lot of the rules and regulations, you see that colonial, the need for the colonial masters to extract value out of almost everything. The distrust for the businessman is deeply embedded. And of course, what made it worse was the years of socialism, where uh, what to produce, how to produce, for whom to produce, all the decisions were taken by a bunch of bureaucrats sitting in Delhi. All of this has put huge impediments in the way of entrepreneurs. Instead of celebrating wealth creation, instead of celebrating the enterprise, the system puts in roadblocks, prevents a person from getting to work. Whereas in other uh, business first countries, the system gets you to work. So if we were to change some of these things about the way India does its business, if we could change the rules and regulations which tend to prevent rather than facilitate. Now, this is not to say that we don't need either regulators or regulations in place to prevent businesses from either harming the environment, causing labor safety issues or malfunctioning in, on many other counts. But what use is a regulatory system? What use are rules and regulations? If they don't prevent what is going wrong, but just put in roadblocks in, in front of people who really want to do business. If we could solve some of these problems, I think we have the ability to get back on the manufacturing bus. We need to solve this regulatory cholesterol. We have an opportunity in front of us because when there's a crisis, there's far deeper appetite for change. But when we think about change, we must also remember that we like change when it comes to other people. We don't like change when it comes to our doorstep. For example, there was a move to remove the criminal offense of a bounce check. 
But a certain constituency was against that because dealing with such cases got a set of people their business. So when we want change, we should remember that there is a real possibility that that change will come to our doorsteps. We will have to do things differently. If we don't, one, collectively do this, and if the government remains mired in the socialist and colonial past, then we will have no option but to remain a low to middle income country. With our per capita income today is $2,000. Remember, US does about $62,000 per capita income. France does about $40,000 per capita income. So in terms of GDP, we can sit with the big boys. We are in the top five because we are $3 trillion. But you look at the per capita income and the reality of India comes home. I think these are choices we will collectively have to take as the government, as entrepreneurs and as citizens as to what we want in the future. That's it from me right now. I will be back with another episode. But till then, please do keep writing in to me at moneywithmonica at livewind.com. Till next time, stay healthy and stay wealthy. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising a Pro. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.